statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's time to get locked in. To the best Sooner recruiting and football news with Tyler McComas and Parker Thune. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Text the show on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Do it! Just do it! Now, with Locked In, here's Tyler McComas and Parker Thune. Well, we are less than two hours away from the big announcement. Jaden Jackson announcing at 4 p.m. Seemingly between Oklahoma and Texas. Four stars, six foot two, 300 pounds. It's a big moment, Parker Thune, potentially for OU in the 2024 class. We came on the air on Monday after the Devon Mitchell commitment, and I said, and I still believe this to be true, that the Devon Mitchell commitment was the single biggest moment that we've seen so far in this recruiting class for OU. Well, let's say that Jaden Jackson picks OU in less than two hours. Would that be a big enough decision to be the new single biggest moment for OU in the 2024 recruiting class? Uh, it probably, I don't know that it would be the biggest moment. I still lean towards Devon Mitchell, but no, this would be huge, especially because 48 hours ago, Tyler, the odds that Oklahoma gets Jaden Jackson were not high. And here we are two days later, just a couple hours away from the announcement, and it looks for all the world like Oklahoma's in the driver's seat to land this pledge. It would be Todd Bates' highest-ranked commitment to date at the University of Oklahoma, and it would set the tone for what should be a very fun few weeks to follow and cover Oklahoma football recruiting because you fast-forward to Zion Raggins' announcement on the 18th, Taylor Tatum on the 21st, Michael Patterson-McDonald on the 31st, williams Nuaneri on August 1st. Can I interest you in that? And then, of course, yes, you, you throw can. in uh, Eugene Brooks, who could be announcing imminently here. And then the party at the Palace, Sooners under the stars at the end of the, end of the month. Who knows what kind of surprise commits you could get out of a couple of events like that. Man, there's a world in which in the next month Oklahoma has double-digit pledges. Well, yeah, It's, it's like, going to be fun. It's like we said yesterday, those, those August articles that come out on Rivals, who was the winners and losers from July, I think we kind of both agreed yesterday, OU will be a winner, but there is a world where they are the winner in the uh, 2024 class coming up this month. But, yeah, Jaden Jackson, less than two hours. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, – the, the, the impact with another five-star defensive lineman in, in, in this class that he potentially had on this one. Um, I, I, I just wonder if this is going to help you. If you end up getting Jackson, if you end up getting Stone, um, could this develop that IMG pipeline even further? Because that would be, what, three? If you were to get both, that'd be, what, three IMG kids in the past two years? That's, that's, that's not a bad little start for the staff. Well, I... Is it three IMG kids in the past two? I, I, I don't really count Phil Pachotti just because um, he was already committed to Oklahoma by the time he enrolled at IMG. So the way I see it, Tyler, Oklahoma's actually – He at least played there, so I'm counting it. Okay, well, uh, semantics. But as I see it, you're on the verge of getting your first pledge straight out of IMG Academy in six recruiting cycles. you got to go all the way back to the class of 2018 when Oklahoma signed Buki Radley-Hiles and TJ Pledger to find the last time they had a scholarship football player from IMG Academy. 
crazy, man. Good place to be. Good place to be if uh, you can get two defensive linemen from a place like IMG because you know they're going to continue to uh, pump out big-time players year in and uh, year out. I was talking about Jaden Jackson with Teddy yesterday. I guess Teddy's seen some film of him. He, um, he thinks Jaden Jackson is underrated, which, I mean, he is a four-star player. You mentioned it would be Todd Bates' highest uh, recruit since he arrived at OU on the defensive line. But he really likes that six foot two frame that he has as a def- as a defensive lineman. So there, there, there's a lot to like here. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he's a top 100 player with 24 seven arrivals. But I think everyone realizes the impact that he would have on your defensive line if you get him today. It'd be a huge impact addition, and especially when you can find one of those. And I think with defensive tackles, the importance is kind of undersold these days, Tyler. But it, it helps to just have a wide body. It helps to be able to clog holes. Oklahoma hasn't had a real dominant, real well, and it was not the norm with Speed D, right, with Alex no Grinch. Space because eaters, Alex Grinch man. said, no, Alex Grinch was not about those space eaters. He said 295 pounds max. That's what we're doing. Now, you probably have to rewind to at least Neville Gallimore to find the last time that Oklahoma had a guy in the middle on the interior that was capable of plugging those holes in the run game the way that somebody like Jaden Jackson or David Stone or Dominic McKinley is going to be able to should they end up in the Crimson and Cream. So this is the culture shift that is made apparent in defensive tackle recruiting. Yeah. Well, if you listen to the show at all yesterday, you know that this Jaden Jackson thing, you know, really turned quickly and has been trending OU's way for over 24 hours. The thing I asked you yesterday is, oh, okay, well, when or if, like, are we going to start seeing some real expert predictions roll in before 4 p.m. today? And you said, yeah, that'll probably be the case. And I, I guess the prediction nationally that we take the most serious is Steve Wiltfong, right? And since we had that discussion, there have been predictions rolling in for Jaden Jackson to OU, and Steve Wiltfong is one of those. So, Jaden Jackson, you, you should feel good about it. I, I think if you've been fonged, if he's been fonged to OU and he has, feel even better about it. Yeah, I mean, Steve, that, that's kind of the stamp, right? Like, you can see expert predictions all over the place, but once it's locked in from Steve, that's generally the indication that this is as much of a done deal as it could possibly be. So, yeah, you saw that prediction roll in. If you weren't already confident in Jaden Jackson in Oklahoma, you certainly are now. Yeah, well, he also put in a uh, crystal ball for Terry Bussey, five-star uh, athlete, ah. which, hey, you know what? No, no surprise there. No bad vibes today, okay? Because the, the, the story is Jaden Jackson. But, oh, you got a few crystal balls today. Got one from Jaden Jackson. Um, Wilt Fong put one in for, for Eugene Brooks as well, the three-star interior offensive lineman. And then, um, and then Colin Kennedy put one in for Zion Raggin. So, OU's had a nice little day with predictions. And, yeah, July, it uh, feels like it's going to be a really good month for uh, OU football recruiting. Uh, okay, uh, Knippelbeyer Chevrolet text line, 405 651 3439. Joe in Tulsa says Jaden Jackson is the biggest to me. It will have a huge impact on Stone. Talking about the biggest moment so far of this recruiting cycle. Do you need it to have a huge impact on Stone? It may not. Yeah, no, because like, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. The way I see this, David Stone had a huge impact on Jaden Jackson. 
is Jaden Jackson a Sooner if not for the David Stone connection? Maybe not. There's a chance. Not. But I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what. If if it isn't immediately apparent to you that David Stone has been quietly recruiting Jaden Jackson to the University of Oklahoma, just scroll back through their Twitter history together. Scroll back to the interactions that they've had on Twitter, whether it was Stone ribbing Jackson about his official visit to Texas or Stone liking his own tweet last night very subtly about how he'd love to play with Jackson at the next level. Come on, folks. Look at the writing on the wall. It's right there in front of you. Tyson. If David Stone... If David Stone is not a Sooner, I am going to be very, very surprised. Tyson from Stigler. How about this take? He says, call me crazy, but Jaden Jackson's film looks just as good, if not better, than David Stone's. Wow. Well, okay, that's a take. <laughs> it is that's a take, a take, isn't it? Every, everybody's <laughs> entitled to their opinion. I'm not going to begrudge you if that's the opinion that you have. Do I agree? No. Do we have to agree? Also, no. Uh, from the 405, we have a problem if Bates signs these guys and Biedenboe lands the offensive tackle from Cali and Bricks. What will everyone complain about? I don't know. I don't know, but th- we-, we will find something to complain about in the 2024 Find new class. content. We will find. Find new Doomer content. How do we let Terry Bussey get to A&M? Uh, I- yeah, I- no I- joke, even though he's been an Aggie lean forever. Uh, okay, Ohio Sooner says, obviously getting a guy like David Stone is great, and he can be a foundational piece for the defensive line, but getting guys like Jaden Jackson is absolutely necessary for championship caliber depth. I made that exact same point yesterday, Ohio Sooner. I totally agree with it. Yes, you got to get the Stones, you got to get the Winaries if you want to win a championship, but you got to get the Jaden Jacksons as well. Maybe this guy ends up starting. Maybe he's an all-conference player by the time it's all said and done. But at 6'2", 300 pounds, what the film looks like, it feels like at the very minimum, Parker, you'll get a very nice rotational piece and a guy that will offer you some solid depth. Yeah, if nothing else, that's what Jaden Jackson is. I think if in an ideal world what you get out of Jaden Jackson at the next level is he becomes a nice rotational cog that you can throw in there alongside Stone and McKinley, again, in an ideal world and be able to have a ton of confidence in your rotation on the interior, kind of like what you're going to have off the edge this coming fall with P.J. Adabare and R. Mason Thomas and Ethan Downs and uh, Reggie Grimes, if you're into that sort of thing, uh, and Trace Ford and Rondell Bothroyd. Captain Willard says, recruiting questions for all the Doomers. Uh-oh, here we go. If we were 6-7 and seven last year, our NIL is weak sauce, and all our position coaches suck. How do we keep getting these blue-chip kids showing interest? That's because you're at the University of Oklahoma. Man, the Doomers and are really taking have... an L today. People are on the offensive to the Doomers. How about that? Like, no, no, well, and you, knew, you knew this day was going to come, right, Tyler? You knew this day was going to come. The, uh, the Doomer narrative wasn't going to last forever. Uh, and Yeah, go ahead. And here we sit an hour and a half out from what could be the first really pivotal decision of this July period for Oklahoma in the 2024 class. I'm, well, Devon Mitchell, obviously. But, I mean, this could be the start of something. This could be the start of a memorable run for Oklahoma on the recruiting trail, especially if at some point in the next few weeks you finally get that commitment from David Stone. Because, again, the writing is right there on the wall, yeah. and it's very obvious. Zane's- it's just a question of 
when it's official. Zane says, let's go. Love being locked into the power couple at two. Y'all are on fire emoji today. Yeah, Teddy <laughs> called us the power couple at two yesterday. So Nice. His uh, sixth version of what the show is actually called. He went with the power couple at two. Uh, I can't get through this segment and hit a break without uh, getting to text from the recruiting Doomer and Todd Bates nemesis. They have uh, texted oh, come on. in back to back. The recruiting Doomer has three laughing face emojis. Uh, Todd Bates nemesis says, didn't get any blue chips inside defensive lineman in 2023. So we're a year behind headed to the SEC. Are we going to start a bunch of true freshmen at interior defensive uh, line? Uh, there it is. I knew the negativity was going to come from somewhere. You just knew there was going to be that one person that had to find a negative spin to put on this. Glad well, we it doesn't there. matter anyway because you're already a year behind. Yeah. Uh, 405, Tyler, can we watch the commitment? Yeah, um, is it on the uh, – I think it's on the 24-7 CBS HQ, whatever they call it. Yes, it, it's apparently also live with 24-7. And his Instagram He's also page. going to be live on Instagram. Correct, yeah. yes. So Jaden Jackson Instagram page. Much like everyone did with Devon Mitchell on Saturday. All right? It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, there thing. you go. We've all done this before. Just search Jaden Jackson this hat. time instead of uh, Devon Mitchell. But let's have some fun today. 405-651-3439. Knip and Meyer Chevrolet text line. We'll talk Cruton. We'll talk Big 12 Media Day. Williams Winery, fact or fiction on rivals if George is the leader. Oh, oh buddy. We'll get to that coming up next. Keep it locked on The Ref. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Welcome to the best casino in the metro. Welcome to the best casino in the metro. With all of your favorite games. And don't miss our $60,000 double play and double winnings giveaway. Play with your wild card for a chance to win a share of $60,000. Fridays and Saturdays in July. Riverwind is the best place to play. Life is yours to spend. Spend it making more money. Spend it making more memories. Spend it learning a new skill. Spend it teaching an old trick. Spend it career climbing. Spend it mountain climbing. First United Bank. Spend life wisely. Victory Family Church. It's more than just a church. It's truly a family. And as it continues to grow, you can now celebrate with six opportunities every Sunday morning, starting as early as 8.30 a.m. and the final service at 3 p.m. Learn more about service times and everything going on with Pastor Adam and the church at victoryfamily.church. That's victoryfamily.church. Check out our campuses in Newcastle, Chickasha, and Shawnee. Victory Family Church, online at victoryfamily.church. Have you or someone you know suffered a loss to your home or business from the recent storms? Before you accept a settlement, call Brown O'Haver at 405-735-5510. Brown O'Haver is a local-based company helping Oklahomans with claims since 1988 with preparation and expert analysis detailing your loss and insurance settlement. As your trusted consultant, Brown O'Haver can give you peace of mind and make sure you're getting what's yours. Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510, and make sure they're working for you. What is dedication? My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. 
from the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between. I think a parent's job is to protect our children but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. My name is Dee, and I dream big. I need a good job to get what I want, so I signed up for DRS Transition. Are you a teen with a disability? Get free career counseling. Work experience. And a paycheck. DRS Transition helped us get ready for life. Dream big. Dream big. Contact Oklahoma Department of Rehabilitation Services, 800-487-4042, or okdrs.gov. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in Better Futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Locked in with Macomas Thune. Live on the ref, we're the homeless center fans. What up, ref army? I see you listening nationwide. I also see you flooding the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line already, which we love. Pensacola, Florida is tuned in today. San Antonio, Texas. Metairie, Louisiana. Augusta, Georgia. Detroit, Michigan. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Small Oklahoma town of the day is Hugo. Hugo, Oklahoma today. And our Ref Army locator brought to you by K&N Furniture Consignment. With locations in OKC and in Norman on Main Street, much more than furniture consignment, K&N is a full design center and will beat any local competitor's price on fabrics. Before we get to... Williams Winery, um, are we still on track at some point this hour to maybe talk to the head ball coach there at OU? Yes. So, per the latest intel, the latest Brent Venables intel, uh, the head ball coach himself should be joining the program around 245. So, we're also hoping to have Jonah Laulu at some point this hour. Uh, I'm told we can expect that around 2.30, but then again, it's media day. Stuff gets lost in the chaos, so just hoping this schedule holds so that we're able to welcome both Laulu and Brent Venables to the program. Via Rivals.com, fact or fiction? The question is this, according to Rivals. Georgia has a very real chance of landing five-star defensive end Williams Winery when he announces next month. Adam Gorney? National analyst for recruiting on Rivals says that's fiction. Could the five-star yeah, defensive Yeah, come on, Gorn Dog. <laughs> Gorn Dog. I'm never going to call him anything else now. Gorn Dog says, could the five-star land at Georgia? Sure. I'm never counting out Kirby and that staff for any recruit in the country. But very real chance seems like a stretch. Oklahoma has been the major favorite 
For such a long time, the Sooners still look so strong, and at the end of July, they're having a big end-of-summer event like so many other schools. So I'd be surprised right now if Nwari doesn't end up in Norman. If he decides to hold off, that could be great news for Georgia. But Oklahoma looks very strong here. That's good news. Gorn Dog, let's go. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. I mean, is that anything we didn't already know? Not really, but it's good confirmation to hear from another national expert that all of what we've said and continue to say about the Nwaneri recruitment is validated. Basically what he said in a shorter time frame is, yeah, OU's leading right now. We're getting close to the announcement. Uh, but I guess I'll never really count out Kirby Smart and Georgia staff for a highly ranked defensive player. Is that it? Is that a good summarization? Which of what I mean, he said? to be fair, to be fair, that is a point that holds up. Um, obviously, you know, with Georgia coming off back-to-back national championships and Kirby Smart and his staff recruiting at a truly elite level right now, uh, no, you can't completely count them out with any blue chip recruit, but. Man, it's hard not to like where Oklahoma sits right now for a variety of reasons. If anybody is able to overcome the Sooners, it looks like it's going to be Georgia, but it's still a tall order, man. Like This is not your typical blue-chip recruitment with a guy like Williams Nguyenary just because proximity and relationships matter so much more with a kid like this than your average five-star. So Gorn Dog says fiction that Georgia has a very real chance right now. However... Uh, what's this guy's name? It is Jed May. Oh, that's a that's a Georgia recruiting guy right there. Jed May says <laughs> it's fact. While Oklahoma has been around longer and Mizzou is the home state program, Georgia is a very real contender for the top defensive prospect in the country. He took an official visit to Athens in June, and then he returned for an unofficial just before the dead period. Georgia desperately wants a player of his talent and versatility in this class and is selling the recent NFL development of players. Uh, while this recruitment is far from over, Georgia has a good chance of landing Winery's uh, commitment. Huh. I mean... It's the Georgia I, side. <laughs> hey, but, but he got a but chance. Even I don't know that, that I would call it a good one. Well, yeah, I mean, but I don't even think old Jed there... Um, I mean, he sounded confident in terms of Georgia having a chance, but... at at no point in there was I led to believe that he thinks or you know, that, that George is the leader there. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, and maybe that's just because the question was phrased the way it was. Like, if you ask, if you ask the guy straight up, does Georgia land Williams Nguyenary, I would think he tends toward fiction as opposed to fact. But... You know, obviously from the Georgia side, they're going to feel like they have a better chance than they do. Every school feels like they have a better chance than they actually do with players in general. Yeah, amen. Uh, August 1st, still the rumored date for Winery? Still the rumored date. Well, I I think it's probably best for OU if that August date holds up. Anything sooner than that, um, pardon the pun there, would be even better. But uh, August 1st, I I think that that uh, could work out well for OU. Uh, Jamie in White House on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I know some boomer doomers won't let up on Bates until they see the player sign. Hope Todd Bates is able to silence his doubters finally. E- I mean, I think today will go a long way if he gets Jaden Jackson coming up at 4 p.m. today. Four-star defensive lineman, six foot two, 300 pounds, which, again, he's been falling to Oklahoma. So I, I think that that'll silence, uh, silence the doubters at least for a couple of weeks probably. Uh, okay, from the 405, why does it seem like nobody ever talks about Desan McCullough? That's from Josh. 
Do you feel like that's true, Parker? No, because I, I feel know like that's there's true. I feel I like just... there's plenty of questions about Desaad McCullough. Well, and I feel like he was one of the guys, honestly, that was talked about the most throughout the spring, just because. Uh, he's done it at the P5 level, former top 100 recruit, natural fit for that cheetah position. I almost just feel like a lot of the narratives plateau during the summer because, well, it's the summer. But I don't think any, I don't, I don't think there's been a conspicuous lack of talk about Desan McCullough, at least from where I sit. Uh, from the 918, any whispers of recruits committed elsewhere that OU may be able to flip? Huh. Well, they, they just flipped uh, carry-on uh, a couple of weeks ooh, ago, but is there another name? Ooh, I got a name. I got a name. It's not a 2024 name, but here's a 2025 name for you. Four-star linebacker Montrez Walker from the state of Georgia, who is currently committed to Michigan. How about a little Ted Roof special, Tyler? Can I interest you in a Ted Roof special? You can interest me in a Ted Roof special so I can finally – This time, I messed up last time, I can tweet out guys who can recruit in the picture of him on moving day. (laughs) Because Ted Roof's son played football at Buford High School, which is where Montrez Walker attends. Ted Roof is there a lot, got a great relationship with the kid. Oklahoma's been ramping up communication. He's very intrigued by the prospect of playing for Brent Venables, is obviously very familiar with his track record. And if he flips, it will be to Oklahoma. I can promise you that. 580 still don't believe OU is getting Winery or Stone, and if they do, they'll both transfer out after their freshman seasons. Hashtag Boomer Doomer. Uh, Appreciate that. Wow. Sooner Gundy, when will the Bates doubters give in? Will they always point back to 2023 like in 10 years, but it, but in 2023, look what he didn't do. Probably. Probably. If you're, if you're looking for anything. There will always just, be that one guy. Y- yeah. yeah. There will always be that one guy. Uh, one more. 405, if we get the kid today, did Bates get him or did David Stone get him? Uh, why, why can't we give credit to both? doesn't have to be on one man's shoulders. I'll give the majority of the credit to Bates because that's probably where it belongs, but having David Stone in your corner, as the Sooners do here, does not hurt. Yeah. Um, so there was a, a little bit of panic with the, I, I think, the recruiting fans about offensive line recruiting a couple of weeks ago. And I, I think that panic has, has died down. Um, seemingly, you're, you're in a really good spot right now uh, for a three-star offensive lineman out in California. We'll talk about him uh, a little bit later. But y- y- even with that, you didn't get Casey Poe last night. He does go to Alabama but is it fair to say that the mood is a little bit better around O-line recruiting than it was a couple of weeks ago? Because I, I feel like it is. Yes, I would say the mood is better. Eugene Brooks, by the way, a four-star on Rivals, blue chipper on Rivals, Eugene Brooks out of Chatsworth, California. Seems like the Sooners are imminently close to sealing the deal on his recruitment. That would be offensive line commit number two for Bill Biedenboe, and then at that point it's – Grant Bricks, I mean, that's the guy you want the most. That's the guy I want the most. In fact, that's the guy everybody wants the most right now. And if you get him, then you cap off the class with Josh Asosa or Daniel Akinkunmi, one of those two, and you call it good. Yeah. Uh, okay, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We got a whole lot of text to get to, and apparently the head ball coach is going to stop by at some point this hour as well. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We're the homeless Suter fans. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref.
Jeff Lister here with Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Have you been looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? We are constantly receiving new inventory and have a wide selection of Silverados and SUVs. At Knippelmeyer, we still do business the same way we have for 63 years. So, if we don't have the exact model you're looking for, we'll order it for you, and when it gets here, that's the price you pay. Come see us in Blanchard. Give us a call at 405-485-3333 or check us out on the web at knippelmeyer.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. Teddy Lehman. I thought this was just one of the more fascinating things I've ever seen. And Tyler McComas. That to me is just, that's unbelievable. Telling it like it is, whether it's what you want to hear or not. We do have Bob Stoops, brought to you by Modelo. One of your former players who's on staff at OU, Joe John Finley, is who I'm talking about. I- I'm curious, did you see him as a potential coach? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, anyone who's the son of a coach, you always can anticipate them being a good coach. And uh, his dad was an excellent, all-time great high school coach and uh, there in Arlington. So, yeah, I could see that for sure. And uh, Joe John has done a great job. has earned his way all the way through and, and uh, got a great personality to recruit and to coach. So, um, yeah, it's fun seeing him there. Believe me, I'm uh, – and again, but I'm not surprised. Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas, The Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 6 on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. For over 37 years, Bob Moppin has been providing roofing and construction services in Oklahoma for residential and commercial clients. Moppin Roofing and Construction is a locally owned family business. They do work right the first time. Moppin Roofing has insurance specialists to work with your insurance company in resolving your damage claims. Call Bob at Moppin Roofing and Construction at 405-703-3843 for your free estimate today. 405-703-3843 or visit MoppinRoofing.com. Moppin Roofing. Go Sooners! Whether you live in or visit Norman, the Norman Chamber of Commerce encourages you to think local. Eat, shop, stay, and play in Norman this summer. Be sure to support these local Norman businesses. Visit Norman's historic Sooner Theater. See great local theater, concerts, or attend performing arts classes. Find upcoming events and tickets at SoonerTheater.org. Hungry? Eat at Thai Thai Asian Bistro. Authentic Thai food such as curry and noodle dishes located in North Norman. Thai Thai is available for dine-in or carry-out. Always fresh and always delicious. Experience Mr. Robert Fine Furniture and Design in beautiful downtown Norman. Just a short drive to exceptional from anywhere in the state. More than 60 years of fine furniture and impeccable designs. When you shop local, it creates more jobs and you can discover one-of-a-kind adventures. Shop local to build relationships, receive better customer experience, and get personal service. Remember to eat, shop, stay, and play in Norman this summer. I'm Gina Mitchell of Mitchell's Jewelry. As Oklahoma's largest diamond importer, it's our goal to choose the best and the biggest diamond for your budget. That's why we hand-select our diamonds in the diamond rooms of Antwerp. If you are getting engaged, we can create the ring of her dreams. Celebrating an anniversary or birthday, we have diamonds in all shapes and sizes for rings or necklaces, plus perfectly matched pairs for earrings. Come see us today and let us create something special. Mitchell's Jewelry, 2201 West Main in Norman. My son Ian was diagnosed with a brain tumor at the age of 16 months. We had no hope until St. Jude rescued us. He's alive because of what St. Jude has done. He's here because of the doctors who came before, their blood, their sweat, their tears, the knowledge accumulated and shared you know, with everyone else around the world. This is how we help kids beat cancer all over. 
Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on The Ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Lots to unpack from Big 12 Media Day. I, I mean, there were already several listeners that were fans of, of Lewis Carter and what he did in high school out of the state of Florida. But I think the uh, Lewis Carter fan base has grown maybe even a little bit more over the past hour after uh, Danny Stutzman said today that Lewis Carter, who just graduated high school, benched 350 pounds six times this summer. So they got a lot of OU fans excited. I just want to go on record here, Tyler, and affirm that I cannot bench 350 pounds six times. (laughs) That is on, not when you're on the Bucky's diet. That's that's not that big of a shock. 350 pounds. Yeah, I could times. probably stand to cut the Bucky's, and then maybe I'll improve the bench press a little bit. But 350 six times for an incoming freshman, that'll play. Yeah, no, it, it, and I bring this up every I mean, talk I, about like, Lewis Carter, but I Britt said I, I believe on signing day that he thought he was the best player in the state of Florida last year. And as I recall, I can't remember who said this, but there was some player that admitted this in uh, media sessions a while back. This is maybe going back a year. But when Benny Wiley and the Kettlebells left town for California, Mm. there wasn't a single offensive lineman on the Oklahoma roster that could bench 300 pounds. Well, Lewis Carter's benching 350 (laughs) as an incoming freshman. As an incoming freshman, yeah. The times, they are a-changing. What was the quote of the day today? Was it the more competitive depth that Britt was talking about? 97 of 123 players um, on the roster, first or second year players. His response on Mike Gundy's comment about Bedlam. Like, is there one comment today that was bigger than any of the rest from, uh, from, from BV today? Man, I don't know. Obviously, he got the chance to kind of give his side of the Thad Turnip seed situation, which a lot of folks took interest in. Talked a lot about how much better the depth is this year than it was a season ago. And I thought it was interesting to hear him acknowledge that, hey, you know what? We probably should have played our younger guys a little bit more than we did last year. Yeah. And not not worried so much about them making mistakes, but just kind of let them go. Uh, from the 918 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, why are you guys giving so much credit to Steve Wiltfong for Jaden Jackson. He waited until today to make a prediction only after several other guys had already made predictions earlier in the week. My intention wasn't to be like bow down to Steve Wiltfong. It was just to say, hey, Steve Wiltfong has put in a crystal ball for Jaden Jackson. I mean, that's that's all that was. Is Yeah, it's honestly like Yeah, it's honestly kind of the opposite where Wiltfong's prediction kind of confirms what we already like it, it that's how you know it's a done deal, because very rarely, if ever, will Steve put in, and I know this from working with him, very rarely, if ever, will he put in a crystal ball when there's not a silent commitment on the table. So when you see Will Fong drop a crystal ball, that's generally, I would say, 70, 80 percent of the time an indication that you have a silent commitment. Is Lewis Carter an incoming summer enrollee who may make an impact this season, says Ron in Alito. Any other summer enrollees who could crack the rotation this season? Brent uh, has talked about his linebacker depth so far today. So, um, I mean, I, I think it'll probably be Stutzman and Canick, and I think McKenzie could play a role. But I, I think there's absolutely a, a world where Lewis Carter makes an impact this season with where they're at depth-wise, yes. 
Yeah, Lewis Carter and Sammy Omasigo are two guys that absolutely could see rotational snaps for Oklahoma uh, this fall as true freshmen. And I think that linebacker room is one of those groups, right, which you can cite as so much more deep than it was a year ago. The Sooners were exceptionally shallow at linebacker. Jaron Kanick was really the only reserve that the Sooners trusted. Now you got seven or eight guys that it feels like you can count on at that position. Yeah, uh, Terry Bussey is falling to Texas A&M, so really what we're going to do mm-hmm. is wait and see if Bussey makes a Party at the Palace uh, appearance later on this month. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to take a break right now, and we're going to take a break right now because if we do so, we might get Britt Venables for the remainder of the show. So let's do that. Hopefully we can get BV on the other side. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We are the Homo Sooner fans. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. Jeff Lister here with Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Have you been looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? We are constantly receiving new inventory and have a wide selection of Silverados and SUVs. At Knippelmeyer, we still do business the same way we have for 63 years. So, if we don't have the exact model you're looking for, we'll order it for you, and when it gets here, that's the price you pay. Come see us in Blanchard. Give us a call at 405-485-3333 or check us out on the web at knippelmeyer.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. Teddy Lehman. I thought this was just one of the more fascinating things I've ever seen. And Tyler McComas. That, to me, is just, that's unbelievable. Telling it like it is, whether it's what you want to hear or not. We do have Bob Stoops, brought to you by Modelo. One of your former players who's on staff at OU, Joe John Finley, is who I'm talking about. I'm curious, did you see him as a potential coach? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, anyone who's the son of a coach, you always can anticipate them being a good coach. And uh, his dad was an excellent all-time great high school coach and uh, there in Arlington. So, yeah, I could see that for sure. And uh, Joe John has done a great job, has earned his way all the way through and, and uh, got a great personality to recruit and to coach. So, um, yeah, it's fun seeing him there. Believe me, I'm uh, – and again, but I'm not surprised. Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas, The Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 6 on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. When the game is on the line, you need a team that you can count on. When injuries occur, you can count on the one team that knows sports medicine. Norman Regional's Ortho Central is your premier team of orthopedic specialists. With five highly trained orthopedic surgeons, three fellowship trained sports medicine physicians, and locations in Norman, Newcastle, and Midwest City, we'll work hard to get you back in the game. Ortho Central, number one in sports medicine and orthopedic care. Call 405 360 6764 and schedule an appointment today. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. I joined the Navy to serve my country while parachuting with my platoon. My parachute didn't open, and I broke my neck. Thanks to PVA, Paralyzed Veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Learn more at pva.org. They say if you don't like the weather in Oklahoma, wait five minutes and check it again. No, not there yet. Ah, that's more like it. Being comfortable is important. And if it's minus five degrees or 100 degrees, Norman Air has you covered. Our impeccable quality and unbeatable service is what sets us apart from our competitors. It's just part of our mission to keep Oklahoma comfortable. Visit normanair.com for all your heating, air, plumbing, and electrical needs. Norman Air, service to the max. You're simply the best. 
the Showplace Theater is back at Riverwind. And with some of the best acts around. Like Collective Soul, July 21st. Josh Turner, July 28th. Counting Crows, August 25th. Foreigner, October 6th. Rodney Carrington, October 27th. And Aaron Lewis, November 9th. It's easy to see why Riverwind is the best casino experience. The AKS Summer Bead and Jewelry Show returns to the OKC State Fair Park Expo Hall number 3. Join us Friday through Sunday, July 14th through the 16th, and immerse yourself in a world of stunning gems, exquisite beads, charms, pearls, gemstones, and unique jewelry pieces that are sure to dazzle. Beading classes and supplies will be available. Admission is $5 for the entire weekend, and parking is free. Come out from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Friday or Saturday or 10 to 4 on Sunday. Find discount coupons at AKSshow.com. We all make choices about alcohol. Kids make choices whether to drink or not. Bye, Dad. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. Hey, Em. Remind me about that party again. And adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations, and they want honest answers in everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path. Because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samsa.gov. If you love them enough to listen to them practice the same song on tuba. Please be done. Over and over and over and over and over. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Sounds good, honey. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. Final segment, locked in with McComas and Thune. Live on the rev, we are the home of Sooner fans. Big time guest alert here. OU head football coach Brent Venables joins us from Big 12 Media Day. So first, Brent, uh, appreciate you giving us a few minutes. Um, you talked a lot today about it. competitive depth. Is there one spot in particular where you've really seen that competitive depth so far this offseason? I think, you know, I'm a, I'm a linebacker coach uh, at heart, but that's where I've seen probably the most improvement. We, we did add because we had most of our guys coming back up front. And we, we added uh, to that. I think we really made ourselves better up front. Um, but at linebacker, I mean, it, we had three guys that could play last year, and, um, and that was it. And uh, they could line up, get in a stance, know where to put my eyes every snap. And, and, and again, even, even then, you know, uh, David Awebu is probably better suited to be a defensive end. We didn't have anybody else. <laughs> you know, that could go out there and, you know, David could lead, and, you know, he took the game plan. and. Um, you know, but overall, and you know, Deshaun's playing a brand new position. Danny, you know, is behind the ball. He's probably the best instinctive uh, linebacker we had. And um, but I've seen, you know, you just think about where that group is today. That you know, like Danny, Danny can go, you know, run a player, run practice all by himself. A year ago, man, he had no clue. You know, he didn't know what a left and right call was. And He's just in a much different place, but that's what a year of being in our systems and being in the weight room and being, you know, we work hard at developing leadership and what the expectations are. I spend a lot of time along with some other coaches to bring along guys like him. But, I mean, you just think about where all those freshmen, whether it's Kip Lewis or it's Kobe McKenzie or it's Jaron Canick, where are they at compared to where they were a year ago? Man, 
You're not even close. Or now, look at now we've added two All-American linebackers in Connor Near um, and, and Desan McCullough, guys that have uh, played some college ball. Danny was the only one that's ever started a college game until those two came along. And Connor Near is going to bring. He's going to bring four years of starting experience. He's going to bring national championship standards and expectations. He's going to bring the leadership, the toughness, the attitude, the competitiveness, the instincts, the physicality. I mean, that dude's serious about being great. And so he's blended right in. He's like a pig in the mud uh, in that locker room. Or you look at Desan McCullough, man. He is, uh, you know, people, oh, he came from Indiana. He must not be that good. Listen, he committed to Ohio State. We recruited him for over a year at Clemson in uh, but his dad left the Chiefs and got the running back job at, at Indiana, and they were going to bring his brother from a Mac school, and he was a grad transfer. And then they offered his, his freshman brother, which is a high school safety, and he was going to be all in the family. Well, seven, eight months later, his dad takes the Notre Dame running back job. He puts himself in the portal. We had already offered his brother. Boom, you know, it's a match made uh, in heaven. But he's, you know, a year ago in the spring, he, he, he wasn't even participating uh, at Indiana. He had shoulder surgery. To, um, so he had no development as a true freshman, you know, in the weight room and those types of things. So, you know, you had those two guys, you're throwing a guy like Justin Harrington, who a year ago, he, he came the last week of spring ball. He didn't have a quote-unquote position. And, and, and he didn't have enough uh, playing experience to really impact us last year. And he was just trying to – he was just thankful to be on his team again. And, and so he's in a much different place. We didn't have Reggie Pearson or Peyton Bowen that can go over there and play some Cheetah or Sammy Omasigo or, you know, you, you ought to see, you know, Taylor Heim and what he can do. And it's so natural uh, what he's doing out there, his movement, his length, and his space that he eats up. Or certainly didn't have Lewis Carter or Phil Pachotti. Phil Pachotti had a fantastic spring. He's instinctive. He's fast. He's explosive. Man, he's learned how to control his body. You know, in in you know, Lewis Carter, man, he's a freaking, he's an assassin. You know, he don't know what he's doing yet, but man, he can run and hit. And uh, and so we're in a much different place. Again, I just talked about only having three guys last year, and so that position in particular, you know. But being a year in our systems and a year in our, our the weight room, and we're setting PRs, we set an all-time academic uh, GPA for Oklahoma football. You know, 18 months ago when I got here, we we. We weren't going to class like we needed to. You know, we weren't we weren't living right off the field like we need to. And so you can talk about a, a culture change and you know a resetting of the standards and what the expectations are. You know, you know I gave guys 12 months of grace, and I was unlike Dion. I gave guys 12 months of grace to figure it out. Here's the three. You know, go to class. You know, live right off the field. And when you show up over here, man, you show up with respect and appreciation for your opportunity. And if you go over three for 12 months, you need a fresh start. So we help 21 guys, you know, give or take, you know, find a, you know, a fresh start. And 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 that's what you, you know, reboot it. And we have 63 newcomers, 40 scholarships, 17 of those guys are transfers, and, and nine of them are on defense. And I think that we've made ourselves better. That's the competitive depth I'm talking about, you know. And, you know, we have all these returners that have this experience, you know, that are going to be better fundamentally, better anticipating. They're going to be play more aggressively, you know, which plays more uh, physically. And, and But we got more guys that can play, which leads to maybe a better fourth-quarter performance. And as a football team, you know, that's where an area that we really failed last year. We lost five games by a score. They come down to the last couple of minutes of the game, and uh, we didn't have it. We we had the want to, but I don't think that we had the – the, the ability to and I think you know I think we were a, a fatigued team and a team that was still trying to figure everything out and uh, no excuses just what it is and, and and there's coaching blame too you know and 
but it's everything. You know, I, I do believe we're in a much different place as a football team and what this team, what their workload and what they can handle, what their capacity is, and that matters too. And uh, But a year ago at this time, we didn't, and going into fall camp, you know, every Monday when we started a new opponent, I had to have a coming to Jesus on, on how are we going to walk through, you know, and too many guys that were casual. And you, know, you can't have that. There ain't nothing casual about this game. This game will expose you for doing things right, having the right mindset, or it'll expose you for doing things the wrong way and, and punish you. And we got punished in a lot of ways, you know, a year ago. So I feel really good, man. I love our guys. I love our leadership. I love uh, the accountability that we've had. These guys are um, uh, hungry to, to be better. They've got a chip on their shoulder. And we got a group of guys that have learned the value of the strain and the focus that it takes to finish. The strain and the focus that it takes to finish. So we have a better finishing football team. And uh, we all as competitors take great pride in, in finishing the right way. A year ago, you know, we left a lot to be desired as a program. And so we've got a lot of work to do. We've got high expectations, a lot of excitement. The expectations come from the work that our guys have put in, from the additions that we've added uh, through recruiting, uh, through development, uh, you know, both on the field with schemes, on the field with fundamentals, and then off the field with leadership and buy-in to our cultures, our values, our expectations. Okay, Coach, it's obviously the end of the day. We've got to kind of zig and zag to find the questions that you haven't been asked yet. Yeah. So I'm going to throw you a little bit, bit of a curveball, put you on the spot, and I'm going to ask you a personal question. So I'm getting married here in a few weeks. Mm. You've obviously been married for many years with children. 26 years yesterday. There you go. Happy anniversary. Thank you. So tell me, Brent Venable's top three keys to a happy marriage. The floor is yours. Say yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's so, one. Well, and I'm just saying say yes. Whatever she says, yes, uh, yes, dear, right? There you go. Uh, you know, don't try to win those those uh, silly arguments. You know, don't be trying to be right because you're going to always be wrong. Um, this, is, this is pretty good. So there's that. Um, don't lose um, the innocence in your relationship, you know, the thoughtfulness, you know, your notes. Um, you know, opening car doors, you know, pulling the bed down uh, for at night, um, moving the laundry from the washer to the dryer, you know, folding up some clothes. I mean, uh, you know, empower, uh, empower yourself. And then, um, and then I would, you know, keep her out of harm's way. You know, some things that she don't need to know, you know, and uh, your stresses of your profession. And uh, she got enough. She's always going to worry anyway. So, Keep some of that stuff to yourself or your colleagues, you know. And uh, but uh, and, and when and if you have children, make sure that you're ready to uh, take on that first shift, you know, at midnight and changing that baby's diaper. Learn learn how to do that quickly. There so, you go. There oh, you go. Oh, you football head coach Brent Venables <laughs> is our guest here. Good I love that. Hey, uh, Brent, I'm going to do a radio show with Teddy here in about 10 minutes. Do you still call him Meathead when you see him, or is it just Teddy now? <laughs> no, he's always Meathead. Okay, Once good. a Meathead, always a Meathead. <laughs> no, man, I, Teddy's one of my all-time favorites. Um, one of the funnest guys to coach because he was the same guy every day, super hard on himself. Man, he was as committed as we've ever had. Um, fantastic uh, player. But, and then, man, he – he just always took it to another level. He wanted to know the what, why, how, and when, and if, and, and but. And, uh, you know, more guys, you know, that's what we need, more guys like Teddy Lehman in that locker room. Hungry, driven, self-starter, tough as nails, hard on themselves. You know, that's what it takes. 
Grant, I want to flip the attention to the offensive side of the ball, and you were asked about the wide receiver room earlier. Jaquay's pet away, obviously a newcomer in the month of June, was yeah. one guy that you mentioned specifically. Uh, Brennan Thompson, another guy you talked about a little earlier, speed on speed on speed. Out and of the Gavin Freeman, portal. I talked about Gavin. And Gavin Freeman. And, and L.B. So Bunkley just, and his consistency. There you go. And we got it. We're counting on uh, Nick Anderson. Nick Anderson, man. that's we, my we man right there. through, man. There you go. So go ahead. No, you look at the depth in the wide receiver room. Um, obviously, you lose a guy like Marvin Mims. It's tough to replace the production that he racked up last yeah. year as the go-to guy for Dylan Gabriel. But uh, talking to Dylan earlier, one of the things that he said, look, experience is the talk of the town or lack thereof, but at a certain point, everybody gets experience. Yeah. And it's just a matter of where it starts. Right. So as you evaluate the wide receiver room, is it more of a strength in numbers from your perspective, or you think you've got a couple of guys or more than a couple of guys that are capable of being legitimate stars in this uh, offense? Well, again, that's, that's your hope right there, the, the latter. You know, whether that's Andrew Anthony, that's Jaquez that's coming out of nowhere, that's Nick Anderson that establishes uh, himself. Um, you know, that's uh, a guy like, you know, Gavin that's come along with, along with Drake, and you can move Jalil all over the place. You know, we need guys that have that the ability. Let's, let's think about it like you know, has an amazing, you know, maybe it's Jaden Gibson over there on the one receiver side. Who has that great catch radius? There's like, holy cow, how do you catch that? You know, who's willing to climb the ladder? How many plays you see somebody a year ago climb the ladder and go get that thing? You know, tight coverage. You know, go get it. Go make a play. And and so that's what ultimately, if we get that, you see everybody in trouble. You know, and I'm, I say that with, with great humility. And, but that's what we need, and that's what the good teams, the great offenses, they can they can go make make a play when everything ain't right. And and last year at times, and I think Jeff and the offensive staff did an amazing job at, at, at scheming guys to get wide open, and we're going to still be able to do that. And Marvin was a huge benefactor of that. Marvin got tremendous speed, and he made a ton of big plays. And uh, he, had, he had one where he really climbed the ladder against Texas Tech. And, and if you remember that play from top to bottom on the season, we made a ton of great plays, you know. But that play, you didn't see that happen a whole lot. And, and, and that's what the great teams can do offensively when you're throwing the ball. And, uh, and that's where I think we take another step. And I think we got the right kind of guys. And we, we just named a whole bunch of them right there that you're know, going to have an opportunity to do that. You know, I think Austin Stogner is going to step in at tight end and do a great job there, you know. And, uh, and then so it's going to be somebody else. If that's a Cade McIntyre, you know, it's been unfortunate between Caden Helms and Jason Wellen just haven't been able to, to get healthy there. That's really stagnated us and some of the things that we want to do from a personnel standpoint you know, play with more big, big, big guys when we want to. And, uh, but, but I do think that that's, you know, a, a critical part of what we're trying to do where, you know, we can't let people sit on routes and, you know, play flat footed. You know, we got to be able to, um, run by, we got to be able to go up and compete for that ball. And that's going to loosen up everything for everyone. Hey, Brent, last one, you mentioned the five close losses last year. That also happened in 1999. Yep. You guys led in every single game in 99, and then you won all the close ones the very next year. Is there anything, anything at all that you can take into this year from that 99 to 2000, that, that team that lost five close ones but won them all the next year, anything you can do with that? Yeah, I mean, again, you, to me, what winners do is, you know, 
when when you when you have some failure, when you fall on your face, when you have some disappointment, man, winners respond. You learn from it, you grow from it, and you get right back in it. And so it takes humility. It takes a lot of um, uh, intentionality, and that's what we, we've been doing to learn from those, being more efficient in all the areas that we've, we've talked about, um, how we can get better and learn from our past failure and, and how, how to lo- not lose to Oklahoma. You know, it's always about the man in the mirror. It's always about us. You know, it's where it all starts. And, and for us, you know, as a program, you know, learning how to finish games, you know, learning how to be more efficient, having a little more purpose in our preparation so that, you know, we're not exposed on game day, you know, uh, developing, again, our team, the, the depth that we're talking about. So year one to year two, week one to week two, right? Don't we always say the, the most growth happens, you know, between, you know, week one, week two, and, and certainly in, in the game. I, I, I think that we will be uh, a much better version of ourselves for all the reasons that we're talking about. You know, are we championship level? We'll see. That's the expectation is that, you know, there's not a game that we're willing to concede on the schedule right now, not one. And, uh, you know, so, but at the end of the day, it's all about us, you know, what we can do to improve and get better. we got to have a great, you know, fall camp and, fall camp and for us to have a, a, a strong September. That's like a prerequisite. You can't have a crappy fall camp and then expect this amazing September or amazing season. So, you know, that'll be the, the what's next for us. And, um, you know, and, but I, I'm really stoked and excited about uh, the, the, the leadership on this football team, the buy-in, the strain, uh, a lot of hungry, driven guys um, that recognize, you know, that they need to be better. We all need to be better and, 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 and got a lot to prove. And sometimes when, when you've been backed into a corner, man, that's when you're at your best. And so that's my expectation to learn, grow from, from the past and be a much better version of ourselves. The competition's going to bring out the best in everybody. And, and we got competition across the board. There's not a position on our team. If it's, if it's Caden Green breathing down Tyler Guyton or Walter Rouse's neck, you know, so be it Jake Taylor, uh, he not concede nothing. You know, and I know this Jacob Sexton is fighting his butt off to come back. Troy Everett's coming in here to try to earn a job. That's going to make everybody better. And uh, uh, Savion Burr's trying to establish himself, you know. You know, so is so is Parks, you know. And, and Rain knows I better have my stuff in order or, or, or you know, somebody else is going to get them reps. And so, you know, Jackson Arnold, you know, at quarterback, you know, uh, you know, he's got great humility and great competitiveness, great toughness and, uh, willingness to learn from others, but my man is trying to win a job, you know, and he's trying to prepare himself to be ready to go win in the Cotton Bowl. That's his mindset. That's his DNA, and all within the confines of the team, and that's going to make everybody better. A year ago, I can't have those same conversations that we're having, you know, right now, uh, and you really can say that across the board, you know. Zach Schmidt recognizes, okay, he's going to learn from those situations. we got to make that kick, you know. we got to be better situationally pooching the football, you know, for all the great things that Michael Turk did a year ago, we, we fell short of what our expectations were, pooching, you know, the, the, the punts, you know, and pinning people inside that five or ten until we can get them to just want to get, you know, a punt off and, and we get the ball midfield. And now next thing you know, we go on a score. Next thing you know, you get a touchback. And now they get it at the 20, you know, 25-yard line. And, 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 and now you had a 20-yard punt, basically. And, and, and so you should have went for it on fourth down. And so if you're going to make some of those decisions, man, we got to be efficient. You know, we got to be better in our kickoff team. And, and for those five losses, we gave up a huge kickoff return to midfield or, or further that created field position and points and momentum and, and make it hard on ourselves. We flipped the field. We allowed that in one-score games. That's a, that's a huge factor. 
And so there's a, efficiencies everywhere and, uh, and for all of us. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We got, we've worked really hard uh, this whole offseason to, to attack those uh, areas and the, 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 the lack of efficiency that we had and developing the competitive depth and the leadership on this football team. And uh, we're in a much better place than what we were a year ago, and, and uh, now it's time to go compete. Appreciate it, Brent. I'll tell Meathead you said hi here in about five minutes. All right. Appreciate you, boys. There you go. Thanks for having me on, man. Hey, Coach Brent Venables with the the Rush coming up next right here on The Ref. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Hey, it's Tyler McComas for The Rush. Join me on July 21st at 6 p.m. for a fun event that will make a meaningful difference in the lives of those affected by autism. It's time for the 14th annual